whole life dream to have Kyle and Adam read their headline and then go, hmm. <laughs> you are fake news. This is from Veld's Botto. Vets. Veld's? Veld's Botto. Veld's Botto. Veld's Botto. Veld's Botto. Veld's Botto. God bless you all and may God protect our troops. Flower bed. Hello, this is Pure Tiege, coming at you from Holland, home of the waffle. Still waiting for that podcast host badge. If you hear my kids in the background, please remember, you're only half Tiege. You're listening to We The People. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is the real Pure Teach. No imitation, no fakes, just pure. The voice you heard there mocking my wonderful accent was our very own brother, Tim. Thanks so much for sending that in. And the recording at the beginning of this week's episode was from user Lil Ridgy Main. I thought that was really, really good. Well done. And I'm joined again this week by my co-host, a man who needs very little in the way of introduction. You all know him. He's always on the forum. He's always commenting. He's always liking. He's always upvoting. What a wonderful man he is. It's Conservative Prof. Hey, Tiege. Great to hear from you. And you are the purest Tiege that I know. I don't know of any more pure Tiege in my life than you. So that's good to know. And what a great intro. And thank you to uh, Brother Tim and Little Ridgie Main for helping us out with that and offering some great things. And hopefully... You found that entertaining, everybody listening. When uh, Brother Tim sent me those files through, I, I opened them and I was just I was on the floor laughing. It's hilarious. And uh, of course, you too, as the listener, can also feature in the introduction if you wish. Just simply record yourself singing a silly song or saying your username and you're listening to We The Beeple and send it to our very professional email address, podcast.beeple at gmail.com and uh, we'll see if we can include that and like we say every week as well feel free to send any questions in as well to that email address or you can interact with us as always on the headline forum you can find conservative prof at conservative prof or myself at pure siege we do have a great interview with slang giants lined up i'm sure that you're going to enjoy it mm. but it's a few of the things that we want to talk about first yeah so we had a, a lot of fun on the last podcast with kurgle and um you know we're highly professional, and uh, sometimes we forget things. <laughs> I completely forgot to thank Kurgle, uh, so I felt very bad about that. So, Kurgle, I'm sure you're listening. Just wanted to say thanks so much uh, for taking part and for being on uh, We The Beeple. It was a lot of fun having you. Thanks for putting up with our silliness and, uh, and, our, and our silly jokes. And uh, also congratulations as well. Conservative Prof mentioned that on the last podcast that she had had a, a feature and a publish and the published headline it's a couple of weeks ago now uh but very very funny and successful headline new report indicates biden quiet quit the presidency months ago <laughs> um, we were just talking about that weren't we conservative prof because we I'm, were I, i'm getting a bit old 
and maybe it's an American thing, but what does quiet quit mean? You know, it's funny about that term quiet quit. I was in a meeting a couple of days ago here at my school and our HR representative, our head of HR was in the same meeting and she brought up the term quiet quit on her own. And it's this phenomenon where you feel overworked or overloaded. Um, and so you get so overwhelmed that you just do nothing. So that's one part of it, potentially. Another part is you're just you're just kind of frustrated with your job. You don't want to quit it necessarily because, hey, you're getting paid, you're getting benefits. So you just do the minimum just to get you through it. Um, so quiet quitting is I'm just kind of stepping back. I'm not going to take any initiative or do the extra step. I'm just going to slide along and do the best that I can. So um, I think we can make a pretty good case that Joe Biden's been doing that uh, for many years, even before he was the president of the United States. So, And the B picked up on that term, too, with another headline uh, regarding uh, a husband that quiet quit parenting. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Too, something along those lines. So, yeah. Yeah. What Wife suspicious, husband quiet quit parenting. <laughs> yep. There you go. That's it. Yep. Before we get too far with our discussion for the week, I wanted to take a moment to say thank you to everybody. Um, I hit 5 million points um, overnight Friday and then into Saturday. And I just wanted to say thank you to everybody uh, from a number, for a number of things that happened. So on Friday, the Bee published a story, and I didn't get it at first. The funny thing is I had to read the story a couple of times, and people started tagging me for me to get it, that... Um, Basically, they went ahead and wrote an article about an accountant. So um, for those who don't know, um, I'm an accountant. I'm a CPA. Um, I did that for years and years and years in the corporate world before I got into teaching. Uh, and I've been teaching accounting for uh, roughly about 15 years now. But the article said this. This is the headline. The accountant at party realizes too late that person asking him about his work was just being polite. And I was like, that was really good. And then I found out who wrote the headline. It was um, a part-time B writer, uh, original boss fan one. Uh, he is also a CPA. And so I asked him, did you write the article? He goes, no, I didn't write the article. I said, well, whoever did knew a lot about accounting. He goes, somebody just Googled everything. But it was hilarious. So they used the name of the accountant in the story as Connor Servaprof. And I didn't get it. I, I literally did not get that for two times. And then I started, people started tagging me. I'm like, oh, I get what they're saying now. So SDH, uh, Slightly Disparate Housewife, organized that, that the B writers did that and released that story for me on Friday. And uh, how special is that, that yeah. uh, a company recognizes one of their customers in that way? So I thought that was really nice. And then what was happening on Saturday is many, many users chose my avatar, used my avatar, and then changed their usernames to use the word prof or conservative or whatever um, in their usernames. And that was just a mm. lot of fun. And so um, I just want to say thank you, everybody, for doing that. And uh, what a great day that was. And I had a blast with that. So just thank you, thank you, thank you, to everybody, for that. I've got some of the names in front of me, actually. Uh, which, thanks yeah, to, read them uh, off. Thanks to thanks to Kurgle for sending me this, by the way. So this probably isn't a fully extensive list, so apologies if we've missed anyone here. But um, some of the people that took part were Babylon Anononon, and he called himself Conspirative Surf. <laughs> uh, Blue Steel, Conservative Prof is my homeboy. 
So, Brother Tim, uh, conserve brotherative protimph. <laughs> I pronounce They're hard to pronounce. They're really hard to pronounce. And dang it, Kyle, uh, user dang it, Kyle called himself conservatively profitable. Yeah. Uh, Davil, conservative McDave prof. That's good. Dissidente redactico, conservative proof. <laughs> Kurgle called herself Profi McProfface. That was good. Neo Hillbilly, conservationist Hillbilly. <laughs> oh dear, was oh dearvative prof. Slightly conservative prof fan. Who would that be? Oh, that's SDH. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, they, they go on Veldsbotto, Conservelsbo prof. Got no idea how you pronounce that. <laughs> we don't even know how to say Veldsbotto or Veldsbotto. So that's true. There you go, right? Yeah. Speaking of Veldsbotto, he. Um, he actually sent me something, Conservative Prof, from his secret Canadian bunker. And he also wanted to say congratulations to you. Hey, Conservative Prof. So five million points. That's quite something. But before we decide whether we want to celebrate this or not, let's think this through. Because the world's an unjust place. And you as a white male, you're at the peak of it, right? You're at the top. So let's think this through. If you were a woman, you'd only have four million points. If you, if you were black, you'd only have three million points. And if you were a black female dwarf with a speech impediment, you'd only have like 13 points. So we have to ask ourselves, do we really want to celebrate a black female British dwarf with 13 points? And the answer is yes, every day, all day, forever, because otherwise you're canceled. So conservative prof, five million points. Congratulations. May this be as meaningful a milestone as you wish it to be. That's great. Thank you, Phil Spato, Boto, and all of the black British dwarfs and every other dwarf or creature that's out there. That's great. Thank you so much. Um, again, I'm going to use my white privilege to claim my five million points. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was wondering whether we should play that. <laughs> you should. Absolutely. That's great. And and I want people to hear his voice anyway. And it's it's all in good fun. It's all I heard. Of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And of course, he didn't. Uh, he didn't give us. I was kind of hoping when he when he said he'd agree to send something in. I was, I was hoping, ah, maybe he'll say, "Hey, this is Velt's Otto or Velt, no, nothing." He is a true man of mystery. We do know it's a man, even though I'm not a trained biologist. I do know that Velt's Bato Boto is a man. Um, right. I'm going to trust my eyes on this one, and just assume he's. I'm assuming his gender. Um, but I'm pretty confident I got it right. <laughs> and uh, the surprises keep rolling in, Conservative Prof. I've got a few other people who wanted to send in some congratulations as well, uh, starting with our very own Israel. Conservative Professor, congratulations on achieving 5 million Babylon B points. You have shown us just how lazy the rest of us are. If only we could apply ourselves, we too could reach this pinnacle of success. Maybe you can spread the wealth around and give some of your students some points to help that grading curve, you know, help them get used to life in the real world. May you live forever and congratulations. Hi, Prof. Babylon and on and on here. Just wanted to say congrats on getting 5 million points and thanks for sharing your wit and wisdom on the forum. 5 million. Way to go, Conservative Prof. You continue to set that bar every single day. Conservative Prof. This is Mr. Sender. I want to congratulate you on achieving 5 million points. And I also want to thank you for your wise and biblical-based advice in the forum. God bless. Take care. 
This is Dissidente Sarcastico sending congratulations to Conservative Prof for hitting 5 million points. Great job, buddy. Cheers. Conservative Prof, this is Slang Giants. I just want to congratulate you for reaching 5 million points. May the odds ever be in your favor. Hi, Conservative Prof. It's Ala123. Congratulations on the 5 million. Thanks for being amazing. You rock. Hey, Mr. Server Prof. Lee Corey here. I would ask what a typical day in the life of a CPA looks like, but I won't for fear that you might tell me. Congratulations on 5 million points. Hey, Conservative Prof. This is 2 plus 2 is chicken. Just want to wish you a congratulations on reaching your 5 million points. Hey, Conservative Prof. This is Slightly Desperate Housewife, SDH. And I just wanted to say congrats on 5 million points. Wow. Amazing. And thanks for all you do to make the headline forum so much fun. Wow, I am humbled and uh, impressed and um, slightly embarrassed all at the same time. So thank you, everybody, for those reactions. That's uh, Tish is able to see the look on my face, um, but um, so exciting to hear that. And uh, how creative is everybody in some of the things that you said to me. And uh, thank you for making the forum so much fun where I want to be a part of it. Um, and I enjoy the interactions and the internet friends that we have all become. So what a great community. I'm so thankful for um, Adam Ford for starting this thing and the Dillons for carrying the ball and pushing it forward. What a great place to be. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And uh, if you missed it in the middle there was Kurgle. She didn't mention her username. but uh... I recognize your voice. Yeah. yeah Since we've talked a few times now on Zoom. So, yep, I, I yeah. caught her voice. And I had to contact her and Slightly Desperate Housewife and Ulu123 in advance just to mansplain how this would all work. <laughs> uh, hey, um, Conservative Prof, I have another surprise for you. I have a greeting I wanted to play for you. Uh, Sam Greer, he's one of the newer writers at the B. Oh, yeah. And he has a special message for you. Here goes. The one and only conservative prof. Massive congratulations on hitting 5 million and counting. I wanted to say on a genuine note, we appreciate how much you keep the Babylon Bee community being a real community. A small but maybe overlookable but still important example would be it's fun to see you teach noobs how to use the comment generator. Some people will sometimes come on and get offended because they think everyone's just roasting the bee you'll jump in and say, hey, use the comment generator, it's fun. It's something that I noticed early on that's a little thing, but it'll be easy to scroll past and think they don't get it, but you're open-armed, you're inviting people in. I also wanted to say, obviously, congratulations on the great value and volume of headlines that you pitch. Really, keep up the good work. And lastly, we at the B will be praying for your marriage. <laughs> Just know you can always own your wife in debates by pointing at your forum points and saying, scoreboard, scoreboard. In the meantime, Ephesians 5, 1 Peter, there are some good resources for you, maybe some marriage books. Keep being a conservative prof. We are accounting on you to do it. This is from a fellow conservative prof. We're excited because we know you're going to be cut up into the third heaven straight directly in a chariot of bees when your time comes. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for making the bee community so special. Keep on pitching. See you at 10 million. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Sam. That is spectacular. I just don't know what to say. Thank you so much. That means a lot. My wife and I are very happily married. Just FYI, <laughs> in case anybody wonders. Or 
That has been the, uh, the the topic of discussion on the on the podcast from time to time, hasn't it? Oh, it's it was happened this last podcast too, where Adam Yenzer was explaining to the guest that was there that uh, users get known for certain topics, and I promise that I pitch a lot of other topics. I guess the marriage ones are the popular ones that get the updutes um, and make it to the top. They get right on the podcast for whatever reason. But I do post other things, um, believe it or not. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a sound clip from that, actually. Let's just play that quickly. Pure Tige likes a lot of puns and wordplay. Conservative prof, it always involves husband and wife interactions. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something he screwed up this week. Yes, yeah, it, so. <laughs> we think it's how events, what's ever happening at home that week. <laughs> so there you have it. You know, the best comedy is taking just everyday basic things and adding a lot of hyperbole to make it funny. And that's that's all you can try to do to get uh, the updutes and get voted and then uh, get right on the podcast. Ironically, none of my uh, husband-wife interaction headlines have ever been published. So that's they don't get me published. I guess they get me uh, notoriety, though, for better or for worse. So there you go. It is funny. Uh, I think one of my one of my husband and wife headlines did get published a few uh, few months ago, actually, back in oh, good. February, I think good. it was. But anyway, this isn't about me. This is about conservative prof and conservative prof. I do have one more surprise for you, and I think this is a by way of an encore. One final word from a very special voice, uh, someone who doesn't really need any sort of an introduction. So take a listen to this. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for amateur husband headlines, I can tell you, I don't have bacon. But what I do have... What a very particular set of voices. Voices I've acquired over a very short career. Voices that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let the Nicaraguan bots go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I'll not pursue you. But if you don't... I will look for you. I will find you. And I will Elmo fire you. Congratulations, conservative prof. On achieving a new high score. In user points. What a talented man. Wow. I I have no words to describe those words. Uh, Austin, you are the man. Uh, your, your voice um, is just amazing. What a talent. And I've posted this... Um, on some of Austin's things that he posts on Not to Be, mm. I remember so clearly um, Kyle and Ethan way back in the day, well over a year ago, yeah. uh, playing an audio sample that Austin sent in randomly. Me too. Um, and it was just spectacularly good. You're like, who is this guy? And how come he's not a national voice on radio? Yeah. Uh, what a talented man. And I'm so I'm so blessed that um, I can call him an internet friend, and uh, we we have some great interactions on Not the Bee, and uh, that's really special. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, I'm sure everyone does. That was Austin Robertson, the voice of the Babylon Bee. What a what an honor and a privilege that he he sent that into play. And um, yeah, most of you probably know, alongside doing. The voice of the Babylon Bee. He now has his own separate podcast, which is the Bee Radio. So do go and check that out. And especially, uh, I want to give special attention to the episode from September 13th uh, because he featured a, a very special guest, <laughs> a special 
guest voice, might I say. And I guessed it right. You did, yeah, because he posted that on the bead, not the bead, didn't he, and said, hey, we've got this. Got a special vo- voice featuring, and there was a, a really funny headline the Bee posted. America says offer to trade Biden for the Queen still stands. And so there was a, a very, very funny section on the Bee radio. And for that, they, they wanted to interview a real British person. So uh, Austin reached out to me and asked if I'd be prepared to, to record a couple of uh, lines, which I did. And then that was featured uh, on, that, uh, on, that, on that radio podcast. So that was, uh, that was so much fun to, to be a part of. And Austin, if you're listening, thanks so much for including me. Uh, let's talk about a few of the headlines inspired by the passing of the Queen. Mm. And we've got three really good ones here. The first one, seeing outpourings of love for Queen, Biden considers also dying to boost approval ratings. And I should just add that I think most of America would be okay with that. Uh, the second one is King Charles replaces Harry and Meghan with two corgis in line of succession. And again, I think America would be very okay with that. And then one posted over the weekend, Royal Funeral to Air warning that it contains spoilers for The Crown, which is pretty good. Yeah, you know, obviously it would be uh, amiss of me as a, as, a, as, a, as a Brit to skip over the passing of of the Queen lightly, and I know she's uh, revered and respected by a lot of you guys as well. Uh, so, what a woman she was! Uh, if I'm honest, I was never, yeah, I didn't pay a huge amount of attention to her. She's always been there. I think it was mentioned in the podcast, the main podcast as well. And the moment that she's not there, you suddenly realise the hole that she's left. Prof and I put some uh, facts about the Queen together just to uh, read to you all very quickly. Yeah, so some facts about the Queen. Crowned June 2nd, 1953, the longest reigning monarch ever in Britain. And uh, she was also, some random fact here, she was the only person in the UK allowed to drive without a driving license. She also owned an elephant, two giant turtles, a jaguar, and a pair of sloths. (laughs) Presents from other countries all of which live in the London Zoo. There's a joke in there somewhere about the sloth and Biden. I was thinking that too. Sloth, uh, yeah, it describes many Democrats that I'm aware of and know, yes. So the next one, even the monarch went undercover sometimes. So apparently she was on a, a recent low-key trip to Scotland. Many of you might know she, uh, she would go there on a regular basis. And uh, she met some American tourists while she was walking. And... But these American tourists passed her by and, and they asked if she lived locally. And uh, she did. She mentioned that she had a, a house nearby. It's not really a house. It's more like a, an entire estate. And uh, when asked if she'd ever met the Queen, she simply pointed at her security guard and said, No, but he has. <laughs> That's a great story. Uh, another uh, interesting fact about the Queen... Uh, became a homeowner at just six years old when the people of Wales gifted her a house in the grounds of Windsor's Royal Lodge. It was named Y. Within Bach, which means little college cottage. And I probably butchered that, but I tried. Uh, interesting fun fact. I should. I want to mention a fact here. Um, so on my dad's side, my great grandparents. Um, both spoke Welsh fluently. Uh, they they were born in the states, uh, in where I live, in the state where I live. But their parents came over, and so they grew up 
both being fluent in Welsh, and they would speak it uh, when I was younger. And I remember them saying many, many Welsh words. So just a little fun, little fun fact there. The final fact we've got here is before she was queen, Princess Elizabeth, as she was at the time, she made her first radio broadcast in October 1940 during the Second World War. And after she was crowned, she had this wonderful habit every single year at Christmas she would record a speech initially over the radio and then later on television where she would address the UK. And that was something I grew up with. And every single year, it was uh, particularly when my, my grandmother was alive, she would uh, sit next to her television very attentively and, and listen at our family gatherings. And it was a very special moment. And I remember every single year without fail, certainly in the last few years that I've been aware of it, she's always talked about in that Christmas speech, she's always talked about her Christian faith. She's always talked about Jesus um, and the hope of the message of the Gospels. So, you know, we might see her as dour or, or um, stiff upper lipped, and, and maybe she was, but I do believe that uh, she's, she's with the Lord now. And um, I wanted to end that thought on the Queen with a quote that she made in, a, in the Christmas broadcast in, of 1957, I think it was. And what she said is, I found it very beautiful. She said, I cannot lead you into battle. I do not give you laws or administer justice, but I can do something else. I can give you my heart and my devotion. God bless Her Majesty the Queen. May she rest in peace. So we had a really funny thing happen in the headline forum. And the nice thing about the updates to the website and the addition of the word cloud is we can have a lot of fun with that. So Tiege had a great idea. Uh, there is a Welsh word that's pretty much unpronounceable, even though you can attempt to. And um, Tiege proposed that we use that word several times in the headline forum, which happened. And uh, then we conspired to get enough votes on one particular headline uh, written by Oh Dear, and that finally made it to the top. So when they recorded the, the last podcast that came out, uh, it made it to page one, pretty high up. And so Jarrett Lamaster was uh, brave enough to attempt to read it. And he did a pretty good job with it, better than I would have thought, actually. So I thought um, I want to give kudos to Jarrett for uh, attempting it yeah. and for actually coming pretty close. But that does make the community a lot of fun when we can do things like that. Um, that really has added something special. And that's just been new since the summer when the website was uh, revamped and updated. And as the, the B folks keep, keep thinking of great new ideas for us, they just keep adding to uh, the ability of, for us, the users, the customers, to have fun with it. Absolutely. And it was what was so funny as well is that Dan Dillon got involved in that headline as well and was pitching about it. And uh, yeah, I've actually been mastering my my Welsh pronunciation skills. I, I've I've managed to pronounce the word flawlessly. However, it does require me to change my voice slightly and also my accent. So it's pronounced. What, what did you think, Conservative Prof, of my pronunciation? Flawless, perfect. Because I know exactly how that word should be pronounced. Because I am Welsh deep down inside. So I know exactly how it should be pronounced. You nailed it 100%. And I've got the audio here of, uh, of, of Jarrett reading it. So let's just listen to him and compare my pronunciation that you just heard, which was 100% me. And let's compare it to Jarrett's pronunciation. Oh, dear, said 
B Weekly Podcast ends abruptly when a top headline pops up containing the word Lanfair will go up and gargorgov's chick word now drop will anted siogagagagagag. Now, is that a made up word or is that like one of those? <laughs> yeah. No, isn't there? It's like, not in a some, Disney song. Sometimes you know there's that. like those towns in England that have names like that. Super Do you think that's a made up word? I mean, it has a CH at the end, so it could be Gaelic. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, so there were some other sh- uh, shenanigans in the main podcast uh, last week which most of you have probably heard by now. And uh, there was something in particular that quite a few people in the headline forum picked up on after the podcast. And uh, let, uh, let me just play the, uh, the audio that I've got here, and uh, we'll take it from there. This section, it's usually some regular subscribers right. that submit every week. But these are their own headlines yeah. that they're writing. There's, there's, that there's new one. people every now and then that contribute, but it's a lot of, uh, you know, our, our bullpen of, regular contributors well, and it's also a it's it's a ranking system so if you get a lot of pluses you get a lot of thumbs ups then eventually you get to the top and we'll oh, make okay. an article out of it so that's okay. kind of how it works that was thor ramsey who was asking what what is this i, I don't think he was quite clear on the uh the, the top headlines and uh i thought adam was off to a fair fair start in trying to articulate what it was. But then, according to Jarrett's reasoning, if you get enough pluses and thumbs up, then they make an article out of it, Conservative Prof. This is breaking news. Um, I'm Hopefully this is the case because I should have at least one article of a week now. Yeah, me too. Uh, based on that fact. So that's pretty cool. But pluses and thumbs up. I have not yet found either of the plus or the thumbs up buttons on the B forum, but I'm just waiting. It'll be there eventually, I'm sure. So I need like an audio clip that says educate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Adam, Jarrett, we want to lovingly call you out on that and say, hey, check out the forum once in a while. See what it's about. Pitch a headline. It is with love that we do this. Absolutely. Next up is our interview with Slaying Giants. We had a great time visiting with him. Uh, Asked him all kinds of questions. He definitely gave us some insights about his creative process. He also talk to us about french fries which you might find kind of interesting yeah we also had some questions for him ourselves and also people in the headline forum wanted to ask him a whole load of questions as well so it was a really good really good interview we had the we had good fun with it didn't we conservative prof that was a great time yeah. we really are thankful that he was willing to spend an hour of his day with us yeah absolutely and uh, his his boss let him uh, let him off to talk to us for, for such a long time that was a great boss that's the boss everybody should have right there and uh, as you'll hear they're all babylon b fans yeah, his boss um, comes to him often seeing headlines on the B and asked if Slaying Giants was the one who wrote that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But this is, you know, this is our first official interview. It was really exciting to do it. And we do hope it's the first of many because it is for us and hopefully for those of you listening, it's a really nice way of getting to learn the people behind the usernames. And that's that's exactly why we want to do this. So here we go. Enjoy the interview with Slaying Giants. Okay, so we've got the privilege, our first ever official guest on We The Beeple. This is very cool. And we are with Slaying Giants. Hello. Hey, Slaying Giants. It's really good to have you here. Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So maybe you could just dive straight in. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself and um, we'll, we'll take it from there. Oh, sure. Yeah, I go by Slaying Giants. I 
I've actually been, I was checking the dates. I don't know if this is why you chose the day we're recording. This is the three year anniversary of me signing up for the, the B forum. Oh, wow. So I don't know. I didn't know if you did that intentionally or not. I did not know that. Yeah. Today's three years. And it only took me a year and a half to get published on the B. So it was, (laughs) I was, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a late bloomer, but, uh, yeah, I love it. Um, I'm uh, I have a wonderful wife, uh, two uh, wonderful boys. One just turned five. One's about to turn three. I live in the great state of Texas. As you, if as anyone who's been on Not the Bee would know that, they I kind of talk about it a lot. I've just seen the latest sketch from the guys over at the Bee. Yeah, Californians adjusting to Texas. Or that was yeah, that was hilarious. That was that great. was really I well. absolutely love that. Yep. Do you see a lot of uh, Californians with with masks walking around and uh, announcing their pronouns? <laughs> You know, you know, we've got a lot of, uh, we do have a lot of California transplants, especially where I live, but you know, they're, they're shockingly normal people. I'm, uh, I'm surprised. Maybe the, maybe the um, normal ones are leaving. I don't know. But they're, uh, no, they're really normal people. Um, now I do see someone wearing a mask walking around. Maybe they are. Californian, maybe they're just a crazy Texan. There's some, there are a few of those too. Every state has its own share of crazy, for sure, no matter what. That's just the, just the normal state of being, absolutely. That's for sure. And even over here as well, we have crazy people here. P- people who drive in the car on their own with a mask on. Yeah. I, I don't get that. Yeah, I've seen that here, not often, but I've seen it and you're just like, why? <laughs> but okay. <laughs> the other day I saw a person driving in front of me they had three masks hanging from their rearview mirror. I just, I, I don't know why, just good luck or spares or what? I don't know what it was. I was just talking to a colleague of mine here, and this is yesterday afternoon, and we couldn't think of the last time that we saw more than maybe one person masked anywhere on campus, just in life in the city that I live in. We could hardly think of that time. So it was just like, Everybody's over it. So when you do see it, you're like, okay, well, that's that, it's your prerogative. But when you're all by yourself, is it really that important? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Maybe hanging the masks in your car, it's, it's a little bit like the, the, the liberal version of painting the doorposts with the blood of the lamb. Yeah, so the, the, vir- the virus will pass over. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Would Christians having a Chick-fil-A sauce, like yeah. sprinkled on top of their car, be the same equivalent then too, maybe? or? I think Not so. Sure. Yeah. I remember. I remember that article. I don't know. It was a while back from uh, the Babylon Bee, where they put. They said they to make the virus pass over. They put Chick Fil A sauce on the doorposts. Yeah, that was really good. That was great. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a mystery to me. I mean, I see all these Chick Fil A jokes, and uh, obviously, uh, I've never been into a Chick Fil A. They don't have them over here. There was talk, I think, of one setting up in the UK, but they were forced to close huh. uh, because they're. Mm in quotes, homophobic or something. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll send you a Chick-fil-A sandwich sometime. I don't yes. know if it'd still be good once it comes in the mail, but, you know. It's like the parents that tell their children that they have to leave a clean plate because of all the starving children in the world. And then the, the response from my children is, well, why don't you send it to them then? We don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> send the poor Europeans uh, your leftover Chick-fil-A. Well, TG, if you ever do make it to the States, Chick-fil-A needs to be a stop. It's an experience. I was actually just talking about Chick-fil-A in my one of my classes this morning. We were talking about things that companies do really well. And I asked my students, tell me a company that does something really well in terms of customer service. And I kind of led them to the, to the point. But 
instantly I got two or three Chick-fil-A's right away. So, and I said to the students, and what's the magic word that you always hear from a Chick-fil-A employee? So Slaying Giants, what do you always hear in Chick-fil-A when, when you're a customer and you go there? They always say, my pleasure. There you go. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just, uh, for Tiege, it's just really good customer service, um, extremely good customer service, uh, just very polite, very highly trained people that know what they're doing. It's competitive to get a job there. I mean, it's fast food entry level, but uh, they don't hire just anybody. You can't just be alive and breathing and get a job at Chick-fil-A. You have to have show some uh, um, positive qualities in terms of your personality and uh, being a self-starter and things like that. So, and the food's good. The food's very good. Yeah. So it's it's highly highly recommended to go if you get over here. Yeah, so Slaying Giants, you've got your own podcast, I understand. So uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? What, what What is it you're doing or have done? Yeah, so I just decided to do a start a podcast at the beginning of 2021 just to talk about things I thought were important. Um, I have a degree in theology and I wanted to make a podcast that kind of connected theology to current events. And uh, I wanted it to be very positive. And, you know, so I called it, called it slaying giants. You know, there's seems like there's giants out there, but we can slay them. And um, that's the reason, by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this up. Feldsbato always bugs me because I used to be called the Babylon beat on oh. ah. when I first signed up, yeah. which was uh, three years ago today. And I changed it. And I, not only did I change my, I don't, I forget what the, you know, the difference between a handle and your username, but I didn't, the part that was not just the, the username, but the actual, like your ID, I contacted the Babylon B and had them change it. And, and Bill's bottle kept like, why are you, you know, why are you trying to hide? We know who you really are. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling you, Belds, it wasn't to do, be deceptive. It was shame. It was shameless self-promotion. All right. <laughs> it was much, much better. I was, uh, I thought if I'm going to have a podcast, I want to promote it. So I changed it on the Babylon B and not the B. And, um, you know, it's, it hasn't, it's just been a fun thing for me. It never, I've had a, a few listeners, but it's, uh, it's just been a, I've enjoyed it. And um, one thing I need to update this on my profile. It says I'm a ghostwriter and that actually just changed my, I worked for a ministry, a large ministry for six years, but then on May the 4th, you know, Star Wars Day, Star Wars Day. they told me that my position was, my, uh, my position was eliminated. So the force was not with me that day, but, um, but, you know, God took care of me and with a very short period of time, I was able to find another wonderful job where I work now. Can't give out any much details, but it, we um, we help uh, biblically based nonprofits raise funds. That's what we do, and so I, I love it. I work with a, a great group of people, and they're all Babylon B fans as well. So when I told my when I told my boss I was going to do this, he's like, "Oh yeah, go take take an hour to do it." We like that boss. Yeah, and it's funny. the The other day, I told him I've had a couple headlines published, and he came into me the other day. He goes. There was a headline he really liked, and he goes, "Did you did you submit this one?" And uh, it was the one about um, monkeypox is being mandated for the U.S. military, but only for the Navy. <laughs> and uh, he thought that was hilarious. And uh, I said, "No, it wasn't me. Maybe I should have. Maybe that would have given me some uh, getting a raise or something. I don't know." Well, you're you're being modest. You say you've had uh, a couple of published headlines, but you've actually got six in total. Well, thanks. I, th I think a couple of those were probably mercy 
uh, attributions. Like uh, some of them were definitely from me, but a couple of them, they I asked about it and they, after the fact, and they're like, oh yeah, you get attribution. We've all been there. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think as we heard in the first podcast episode, Conservative Prof is the master of begging. <laughs> so I am the master of groveling on the Babylon Bee <laughs> Forum. I, I learned way back in the day before SDH was involved, you could uh, go to that article and type something and just hopes Kyle or somebody from the B staff would see it. And they usually would back in the day because it was not as big as it is today. But mm. um, yeah, I learned that, you know, I, I would say, hey, I wrote this one over here, just almost exactly like it, a copy and paste the title and all that. <laughs> and I got a few credits that way because it was close enough. But I had a few conversations or, you know, exchanges with Kyle, uh, my aunt, about that. Um, the good news is now we can tag somebody. So now we've got um, slightly disparate housewife involved and she can, um, you can tag her and, and she'll, she'll, she'll literally say, I'm going to check with the writers. She'll email the writers and check it out. So um, I would suggest to everybody, um, if you, if something's been written as close to what you've done, check because great minds think alike, right? So uh, the yeah. writers have their own forum where they're pitching stuff back and forth and we've got ours and they don't always look at ours and we can't see theirs. So you just never know. So it's just great minds think alike, but yeah, get the credit. We, we're paying to get the credit, right? We're paying money to get the credit. So pay it. That's right. Yeah. Most companies pay their writers. We actually pay the company to write for them. Yeah. They've got a pretty good business plan worked out there. <laughs> that is an impressive business model. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's also biblical. You know, it says you, you have not because you ask not in the book of James. That's right. Chapter four, I think. Yeah. So, you know, we're in the business of asking. Never hurts to ask. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I've, I've got a couple that way. I think my first ever published headline was was when Carmen died. And uh, I, I actually naively assumed that uh, I thought, oh, they've, they've published my headline. But then I think, if I'm honest, they'd already had the idea floating around the, the writer's room. And it just happened to be uh, very close. And like, like you slaying giants, it was just a, a hand of mercy from our wonderful bee overlords. So I'll read a couple of your published headlines, if you don't mind. Sure. So your first ever one and uh, was... About a year ago, American Christian bummed that following Christ may actually now cost him something. <laughs> I, saw, I remember seeing that when it came out, actually. That's, uh, that's a nice headline. Well, thank you. Was that a mercy headline or was that uh, something uh, originally from yourself? No, that, that, was, that was definitely mine. That was word for word mine. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I knew how um, Christians around the world, a lot of them endure persecution, and we've had it pretty... We've been pretty blessed here in the in the West and in America, and so I didn't know how the Biden administration was going to turn out. And I thought it might, it could possibly change. And so, but as being a typical American, I'd be saying like, "Oh, this is I'm bummed," you know. That would be the typical reaction I thought. And so they liked it. I they published it, and they originally didn't give me credit for it. And I emailed Kyle. This I said, Kyle, was this you know this? And it was literally word for word. I go, Kyle, was that a mistake? He goes, Oh yeah, that's totally a mistake. Sorry about that. And so he was real, real great about it. So if you, yeah, that's another reason to check in because sometimes they actually do get the ideas from the forum and they forget. Mother of a Brandon afraid to cheer son at game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say they did a skit on that one. There was actually a video they yeah. did about uh, cheering for a, a dad who was Ethan Nicole in the video um, cheering yeah. on his son, Brandon, at a, a sporting event. That was pretty funny. Yeah, so I guess that headline inspired the whole skit that they did. I think so. Uh, I like to think so. And so <laughs> I thought I was pretty I was pretty proud of that because uh, I think they did a great job in the skit. And um, 
I love, and it's it's interesting because that was one of those headlines that came to me, and I thought for sh- surely someone has submitted that already. Yeah. It's but I just thought I'll go ahead and submit it, and I guess I guess no one no one had, it, so I could I got credit. Uh oh, World Economic Forum banner slips revealing Hydro logo. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud when I saw that one. Um, I laughed out loud. That was a great one. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. And when you see a really good headline that makes you laugh out loud, you go, why didn't I think of that? I often think that too. Like, I should have thought of that one, but no, that was great. I liked that one a lot. Well, thank you. It, to me, it just seemed too too perfect to not suggest that one. So Exactly right. Let's go ahead and ask Slaying Giants a few of the questions that uh, we asked the subscribers to uh, pose um, Earlier today, uh, Tiege went ahead and posted a headline saying that we're going to be interviewing Slaying Giants today, and a lot of you came up with some really good questions for Slaying Giants. I don't know if Slaying Giants has seen these or not. It's okay if that has been the case. Uh, But I'll go ahead and ask the first one. This is from Truddle. Weapon of choice, sling or beanstalk? Well, the the logo on my podcast is a sling, so... (laughs) I, I feel like I have to go with a sling that's, you know, it's biblical, kind of go with the Bible answer there. Although my my little two-year-old loves to watch the Mickey and the giant with the beanstalk. And so that's also an, it's also a very effective tool in slaying giants, I found. Yeah. So they're both good. Okay, so I've got a question here from the Catman. Did you really trade the cow for magic beans? <laughs> You know, it, it was I, w- I was not a good investor, and so yeah, that was he was a smooth talker. He told me it was going to be uh, be renewable energy, and I and I I bought him. You know, he said it was going to be uh, carbon neutral, and so I I traded the cow for the magic beans. So GIF Lord Grew, also going as Duke Grew of GIF, asked a great question: What style of humor works best for slaying giants? Oh man, well. I'm not as I'm not as skilled a punsmith as Pure Tige. Um, my uh, my uh, I'm not as good as the domestic humor as Kurgle, and uh, and I don't have the elegance in my my writing style as Velzbato. But uh, I think the one where it's I don't know a little bit of poking fun kind of is those seem to do well. Uh, also, the ones where there's a surprise like this the headline starts out one way and ends a different way because uh, mm. that catches people by surprise and makes them laugh, which is always good for some uh, updutes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We've, since we've got so many, a variety now, I don't know what to call them. Uh, Kurgle was giving me a little the buzz every time for a while there, so I was calling them buzz buzz dudes. Uh, <laughs> there's bacon dudes. I don't know what to call them now. So. We need to make up a new word now. I think it is time. Yeah. It is time yeah. for you, a new word. I like the word buzz dude. I like that. I've been getting buzzed a lot by Kurgle myself. So I like that buzz dude. Okay. All right. That's, that's a reaction of choice, I think. You heard it, subscribers. Use the reactions. Don't just like. You can love. You can care. You can heresy. What else can you do? And now we've got a, a throwing up reaction, a vomit. You can yeah. vomit. Yeah. <laughs> You can crisp the piggy. Uh, that's the bacon one. That's at least one of them for for using the bacon one. Um, the coffee one, you can um, 
coffee something um, brewed is what it says sometimes brewed. there's different words when it'll say uh, you can pumpkin something right now you can dumpster fire something <laughs> you can fire something um, eye roll that's a good one more of my headlines should probably get eye rolls than they really mm. do to, in all honesty so I'm surprised I don't get more eye rolls than I do of course the number one is the LOL that's the on the Babylon B side of things that's the one that's used the most on the NTB side is still the bacon one is the most <laughs> As it should be. I think it you be. can see in the stats what, uh, what the most used yeah, are. The stats page will show yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, is, is that on the regular, like for all any subscriber can see that? Yeah, on both sites, on both the B and not the B, uh, there's a stats page that'll show you the highest used reactions and it shows you the top 48 oh. users in terms of points. I will check that out. Okay, and then the, the final question here is from G. Fanson. How should we tackle the issue of B supremacy? Hmm. Slaying giants. Well, well, if it's if it's anything like white supremacy, it would be a red herring. Like it's like way overblown. But I think in this case, we actually do want B supremacy because I do think the B is supreme, and we mm. want the B to be. We Amen. want to promote B supremacy because it is the best site out there, the best satire site. So, okay, so we've got our own questions that we'd like to ask slaying giants you know we've said before we don't just want to copy what the guys on the b are doing we want to try and forge our own way here and, and do something a little bit different having said that we've got our version not the 10 questions but the five questions that we thought we would ask uh, our guests as they come on these might change from time to time but there's five questions we want to ask and the first one slaying giants when did you receive the babylon b as your personal lord and savior well, uh, I think, as I mentioned earlier, uh, today is the three-year anniversary mm. of me. The, the the day we're recording, this is the three-year anniversary of me joining the Babylon Bee. So I would have to say um, September 14th, 2019. I think God in his providence uh, arranged before the creation of the world that we would have this conversation on this very day at this very moment. That's right. Mm. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. And it's it's really just another way of asking, hey, what's your bee origin story? How did you arrive at the bee? How did you find out about the bee? Uh, how did you ah. get to subscribe and uh, and all that sort of good stuff? Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've been following the bee since early 2016. I think it was right as I was finishing seminary and I, I saw this headline, this pop-up on, I think it was had to be Facebook. It said mm -hmm. something like... Uh, Feminist deconstructionist, the uh, seminary teacher believes Jesus was a feminist deconstructionist, or something like that. And I just thought that was hilarious. That was perfect and kind of what meld meshed with what I was experiencing in uh, some uh, in seminary. And so uh, I was hooked at from that point on. And so then you you found the the website and you went from there to subscribe, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I was. Uh, yeah, I was just following for a couple years, th three years before I finally decided. I uh, actually, I think someone gave me a, a gift, and I, and I thought, you know, I'm going to use this to subscribe to the Babylon Bee. And your life has never been the same since. It's it's never been the same since. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, I'll ask the second question. Which is your favorite headline that you have submitted? Possibly one oh. that hasn't been published. So, just any favorite headline of yours that you've submitted. Oh man, that was a really tough my top one wow 
Um, I'll give you one. Uh, this this is a headline I I I liked. It was uh, ants are some of God's most amazing creatures, and for thirty nine ninety nine a month, we can kill the ones in your yard. <laughs> so kind of kind of. <laughs> Kind of a mock uh, advertisement. I think the bee should do some of those. Here's another one um, I like. Uh, first female referee for a Super Bowl brings up unnecessary roughness that player committed three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you one more. And uh, I think Tees, you'll appreciate this one. Uh, Dutch farmers begin fertilizing fields with the statements from their government. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. very good. Yeah, that's uh, that's going on next door in the Netherlands or in Holland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's the beauty of of these headlines. I mean, you know, those that first one in particular is hilarious. The second one's also funny, but the third one, it's like it's less of a laugh, but it's more of a mm, ah, yeah. And that's what's yeah. that's what satire is about. Sometimes it's not just making people laugh. It's like ah, yes, that's very true. Uh, so I like I like that. That's really really good. Okay, well, our third question and. Um, we we kind of I'll be honest we we were inspired weren't we conservative prof for this third question very inspired from a previous podcast yes I don't think it's previous I think it's it's on a pause it's on a hiatus it's on a pause yeah yep. but there it will go. come back so uh, uh, the, the 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 wonderful social podcast from not the bee they would ask this question and we uh, we thought we'd try and incorporate it in our own way uh, so what fast food menu item is the result of the fall. So in other words, what food, what fast food menu item do you detest? Oh man. Uh, I love fast food, so this is hard to pick one I it's hard to pick one I hard to pick one I don't like. But okay. They're gonna the guys at the West Coast are gonna hate this, but if you go to In N Out Burger, they have these fries. They're just like, I don't know how you mess up French fries, but they're these tiny, skinny little things, and you've got to put, like, your own salt on them, and it's like, I, I don't know. in and out Burger fries are not not the best. I don't know. As opposed to Chick-fil-A waffle fries, which are amazing. So I've so, heard. Yeah. So the next question, question four, what is your favorite denomination, and why is it Baptist? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, well, it, it, it is Baptist and it's because it's the right one. <laughs> That's the answer. Uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, I've been all kinds of things. I mean, I was charismatic and then became Presbyterian and then I kind of changed my views a little and I'm, I'm, now I'm Baptist. I say I'm reformed Baptist. So just to be sound pretentious. Um, <laughs> so. there you go. Okay. And the last question. And this is quite uh, appropriate, given the, the the news of the day, uh, or when we're recording this. If the FBI raided your house, how many my pillows would they find? <laughs> uh, I uh, I think five, which I think qualifies as ultra maga. Mm. So I'm, you are, I, yeah, yeah, you are ultra mega. That's the definition right there. Yep, I, I would be in trouble. Yeah. Because I think I think we've got some grown-up ones, and then we got some made some Bible-themed ones for kids with uh, Bible stories on them. We got them for the boys. Um, I think my yeah. So I think we've got five, maybe six, which is super ultra mega. 
You are definitely on a watch list now. Um, the FBI yeah. agent that oversees you and sees me too. Um, we, they probably talk to each other every so often, and I'm pretty sure yeah. you're on the list now, just like me. So it's you're, you're in good company. You know, for T, he's in Belgium, so he can't be on the FBI watch list necessarily. But maybe he's on the CIA watch list. You just never know. Mm. Or Interpol. Interpol. We have, we have Interpol, Interpol over here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They gotcha. they may be monitoring this call as we speak. It's, uh... <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but it... Yes, yeah, so I saw an article today um, from the B that Mike Lindell was uh, was still holding out against the FBI in his huge amount of my pillows, and that he was uh, he was safe. So I guess I guess, uh, I guess the, the the more my pillows you have, the safer you are. And if I'm thinking, you know, if if uh, if a liberal can hang three masks in their car for COVID to pass over, then perhaps having my pillows will cause the FBI to pass over. Yeah. Make a pillow pillow for it there. Yeah, so that's that's our five questions. But we did have one extra bonus question, which I was toying with asking. It did kind of come up in the list of questions from the subscribers. I, I thought it would be good to ask. But I think you've got a story about it, Slaying Giants. And I wanted to ask, how do you pronounce Veldsbotto? Yeah, so I have a, a pretty firm conviction on how to pronounce Veldsbotto, um, his name. And it's because... This is why. About a year ago, year and a half ago, I, I don't know what it was. I made a comment or a headline, and Vilsbato complimented me, said it was really nice. And um, and I responded with Domo, Ar Domo Arigato, Mr. Vilsbato. Domo. And so for that joke to work, it's got to be pronounced Vilsbato. Not Vilsbato, not Vilsbato, but Veldsbato to be to work with Domo Arigato, Mr. Veldsbato. Yeah, and so that because of that, I am sticking to Veldsbato as the pronunciation because I want that I want my cheesy joke to to still work. <laughs> the mystery becomes less mysterious, perhaps. Yeah. So what a great time we've had with Slaying Giants today. What a wonderful time to get to know him better and learn about his creative process and his origin story with the Babylon Bee. So we just want to say thank you for the time you've given us today. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm really glad that you're uh, doing this Curtige and conservative prop um, and that the, the our overlords over at the Beehive are letting us uh, post this. Yes. And uh, I just got to say, for those of you who are discouraged that you haven't had it published or whatever, you know, just remember, I was it was almost a year and a half of posting on almost the max almost every day before I got published. So stick with it. And even if you don't get published, have fun. That's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you, you're doing really well now and you, you, you've been at it for a very long time. And, uh, yeah, you've got some fantastic headlines. With, uh, it's been real fun getting to know you a bit more, putting a, a face and a voice to a name. And uh, I hope that the guys on the forum will, uh, will look you up and interact with your headlines and uh, give them a, a much-deserved update. Well, thank you. Same to y'all as well. Well, God bless. Thank you, Slaying Giants. You too. It's all the best now. Take care. Take care. So there you have it. Our first official interview with Slaying Giants. What did you think of that conservative, Prof? It was a great time. Very interesting. It's always nice to learn more about other people. Uh, we always have the shared experiences, right? We're all um, have certain values and backgrounds, it seems like, when we come to the bee and are attracted to it. So it's just interesting to learn uh, perspectives of other users, other subscribers, and to find out what makes them tick and just learn more about them personally. Absolutely. And uh, I have to say, I, if it's not blowing our own tr trumpet too much, I did enjoy those five questions. 
Oh, the five questions are great. Uh, I hope you enjoyed them. Um, we had a great time coming up with them. And now that they're out there, we'll generally ask those same five questions, possibly with variations as we move on. But now you know what they are. Okay, so what we wanted to try and do each week is maybe read out some of our favorite headlines from the headline forum over the last few days, just to put the spotlight on some newer users. However, we are celebrating Conservative Prof with his 5 million points. So some of the subscribers sent in a selection of their all-time favorite Conservative Prof headlines. Are you ready, Conservative Prof? I am ready. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, SDH, she sent a few in that she loved from the Conservative Prof archives. And one of them was published. Leah Thomas confused why teammates keep asking her to open jars for them. <laughs> Kyle published that when he had the word pickle jars. Pickles. That was even funnier. So, yeah. They do change was... it sometimes, don't they? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then the, another one she chose, new show, Breaking Baptist, features experienced church lady making casseroles in her desert RV and selling them to single women looking for husbands. <laughs> I was really disappointed that one didn't get published. But yeah, I was sometimes do you ever find yourself laughing at your own jokes? Oh, yeah, I think I laughed pretty hard at that my own joke there. Yeah. I'm laughing at my joke right now. So. <laughs> Full disclosure, which I've mentioned times before in the headline forum, I work at a Baptist university. So um the Baptist is strong. <laughs> so that's where that came from. And of course I'm working at my our undergrad population at our school is two thirds female, one third male. Wow. So so the ladies really got to up their game to find a guy. So, you know, baking the right casserole is clearly important to find the right guy. So. Absolutely. Okay. And then our very own Voltsbotto, he sent in a couple as well. So his favorite conservative prof headlines. First one, local vegan goes a record 24 hours without telling anyone that he is a vegan. <laughs> That is a world's record. It's in the book. Look it up. I love the way you're laughing at your own headlines. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, you forget you wrote them, right? I mean, I've written plenty, so it's harder. You can't remember every single thing you wrote. And then the second one that Veltspotter submitted, local husband screams, rapture me now, Jesus, when wife shows him the Costco shopping list. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm raptured, I don't have to pay the bill. It's pretty simple how that works, yeah. That's one of those local husband headlines again. Yes, exactly. That was a pretty strong theme for a long time. I'm not sure where the word local came from, but a lot of us were using it back in the day. That's for sure. I still use it occasionally, and I do see it still. Local man, local woman, or area man. Yes, yes, it does get used. I still use it. Yeah, not as much as I used to, though. But yeah. it, it seems a bit disingenuous when I use it because I'm not really local. <laughs> I you know what, though? I don't think anybody really thinks about that. I mean, you know you're not local, but none of us pay attention to that. That's true. That's true. Well, I have another local husband headline from Conservative Prof, and this was submitted by Lee Corey. Local husband thankful to have two-foot-wide section of king-size bed to call his own. This may not be satire. <laughs> this may be real life. Yes. <laughs> this isn't satire. <laughs> And you talked about your uh, your male privilege earlier, conservative prof. Lee Corey also submitted this headline from you a while ago. White male pays penance for his privilege by using a Walmart restroom. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's how you 
pay your dues as a white male is you use the Walmart restroom willingly, um, you know, by choice. Yes. And um, Mr. Sender also sent in some headlines that he liked. And uh, this one was published, actually. New Batgirl movie cancelled after $70 million of Batmobiles were damaged from hitting curbs. (laughs) (laughs) The hitting curb trope is a good one to use to get a headline published. So just FYI, throw that out there for everybody to use. Now, full disclosure, conservative prof, was this um, was this an original conservative prof headline or was this one where you you begged? This was original. This was chosen and used. Yeah, that did not. No begging required. They saw this one and and published it. Absolutely. And then Mr. Sender submitted this other headline from our very own conservative prof. Taliban reports they are sick and tired of the constant calls about extending the warranties on their American military equipment. I would so hope that one would get published. I thought that was a pretty good one, but oh well. Yeah. Again, you <laughs> having these read because you forget you write them. Uh, they're funny again. So I'm, yeah. laugh, I'm laughing at these because I'm like, hey, that's pretty good. Who's that guy that wrote that? I, lo- I love it. I'm always laughing at my headlines. I exactly. I laugh at my own jokes all the time. And my natural defense mechanism is laughter. Um, if I am, quote unquote, in trouble. At home, I just start to laugh, and my wife doesn't know what to do with that, so I don't. I get out of trouble, and it's it's not that I do it intentionally; it's just my natural response system. So mm-hmm. if I ever get robbed or mugged, I'll just start laughing. The guy will probably go, "What is going on here?" Leave me alone. That's my plan anyway. <laughs> I may or may not be concealing carry. Um, I may or may not have lost my guns in a tragic boating accident either. So we'll find out. <laughs> uh, and then I've got one more uh, from Kurgle. And it's uh, the very first rookie headline. Oh, yes. That she could find, anyway. Uh, I don't know, does she mean rookie, all first ever rookie headline or the very first? It can't be the first ever because Israel started it. Um, that's the first one came from Israel. Okay. And a lot of us just caught on to that and have used it ever since. I used a couple this weekend, too. Okay. Well, here we are. Rookie husband offers to fold the fitted sheets not realizing the lifetime of doom ahead of him. <laughs> you know, the thing about a key marriage, you know, good marriage advice. I like to give marriage advice to my undergrad students too. Uh, unsolicited, unsolicited. They don't ask for marriage advice. I just give it to them no matter what. But I do tell the guys in the room, I say, guys, you can't be too good at things. Um, you can't be too good at ironing, folding, doing laundry, loading the dishwasher. You have to intentionally be kind of bad at it so that your wife will go, what a doofus. I just better do this on my own. And now you just, for the rest of your life, you got out of those chores. So that's the advice I offer my, the guys in my classes. And I'm, I would like to think that I have um, done a lot of pre-marital marriage counseling and hopefully have uh, many Baptist marriages have long success because of me. At least in my mind, that's how it works. Yeah, I posted a headline uh, about a month ago regarding uh, fitted sheets. The Babylon Bee Guide to Fitted Sheets. That's a great one. Um, Jackson Baker, Jay Baker, uh, pretty frequent headline writer. Um, I believe he was the first one, if I remember right, to try to get a fitted sheet headline published. So we kind of go on rolls, you know, we kind of, somebody has an idea 
And a lot of us try to jump on that. And I think it was Jackson Baker who had the idea for the fitted sheet headline. I don't think we've ever gotten one published. Mm. It's kind of the same thing with the teen laundry pile. Um, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that was from Chesterson's Fence. And we've thrown a lot in there. In fact, Kyle Mann mentioned the teen laundry pile in a premium article once. That's as close as we've gotten. There hasn't actually been a published headline about that, but we've at least it's made it into an article reference. So, yeah, we go on those rolls like that, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's been other things as well that we've tried, desperately tried. I think that, you know, things with topics like that, if we're honest, most of the jokes may have already been expended on Twitter or some other platform. Yeah, memes or Twitter or wherever. So, but at least we have fun with each other with those. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's what it's all about. You know, it's not, not just about being published as amazing and as cool as that is. I, I remember when I got published once, I almost leapt out of the, the, the sofa when my, when the email notification came in and my wife wondered what was going on. Uh, I was so excited, <laughs> but you know, there's such an amazing feeling when you get a published headline. It's really awesome. There's nothing like it. However, the ongoing joy and fun that we have interacting in the headline forum, goofing off, messing around, coming up with silly headlines that we know are probably never going to get published. But the interaction we have with the other users, uh, that in itself is, is more than worth being a part of the, the B community. Uh, so as Slaying Giant said, what did he say? It was about a year and a half before he got published, wasn't it? Correct. Year and a half. Over a year. Um, thankfully, I got published. You know, I was a user for a long time before I really tried to do headlines. Yeah, so right. it took me a while, but it, I made, I was published within a hundred headlines, um, under a hundred, I got published, but it took me a long time just because it took me months before I even wrote a headline. I felt like I had to be perfect at it, right? I felt like I had to have the most polished headline possible mm. before I would submit it. And in reality, the best way to do headlines is to learn by doing and just by doing your, your, your three or four a day, that's really what you should be doing. So exactly. anyway. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been a member since, uh, 2019 and not that active on the headline forum for the first year or so, but I, I mean, my first original publish was only in February, January or February of this, of this year, actually. Uh, so yeah, it took quite a lot. There were some before those, but I think those were mercy, <laughs> mercy publishers. Yeah. So conservative prof and I were looking at the headline forum over the last week as, as we try and do in every podcast episode. And, you know, this episode has been more about conservative prof, but we want to just Put the spotlight on very quickly uh, on a couple of users and uh, there's a couple of headlines which uh, grabbed our attention the first one was by user truttle prince charles completes 73 year journey across the checkerboard <laughs> <laughs> that was good and uh, yeah so this this uh, following headline from hail geezer i mean it really made me laugh out loud and it says indianapolis 50 in 20 years ladies and gentlemen unplug your engines <laughs> then we've got two more um second one is from mr sender he says i don't care much for the passive aggressive tone of my microwaves to beep reminder <laughs> and then there's another one here from uh user ichthys if i'm pronouncing that correctly again this this made us laugh fbi leaks pillow talk on lindell's phone <laughs> well, that was very clever <laughs> well conservative prof it's getting late here, so I think we're going to call it quits for for this episode of We the Beeple. Um, it's been really good fun talking with you again, and 
it was so much fun talking with Slaying Giants and we're looking forward to our next interview. We we think we have somebody lined up. We are just waiting for their confirmation. If we get that before this podcast goes live, we may put it in the podcast notes. Otherwise, it will be a surprise uh, the next time we uh, we hit that record button. So much fun to be with you, Tej. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, it's been really good fun. And uh, like like we said last week as well, this thing's still developing. I guess this is really our first official proper podcast isn't it really last last the last one was more of a hello uh, and here we yeah we're trying to introduce some more regular segments and in the interview of course and we hope you guys enjoyed it uh, as we keep saying this is a community podcast so please do send us your feedback everything's welcome and let us know what you think if there's anything you want to see anything that you found great some things you found maybe not so great do let us know and as usual you can email us podcast.beeple at gmail.com if you're on Not The Bee, you can also go over to the group we've created there. There's not a huge amount of activity there at the moment, but obviously that will change. And that's simply We The Beeple. Look us up there. And of course, like we keep saying, you can also interact with us on the headline forum. And you can find conservative prop if you're looking for him. He's in. He's He appears in most headlines. I'm around. You're around, aren't you? You're omnipresent. I try to be. With your... My Nicaraguan bots. I love the way that Austin... Uh, reference that in his uh, great that's great that was good yep so that's it then for this episode of we the people so conservative prof we will chat again in a week or two's time and uh, we look forward to another episode and another fantastic interview and uh, let's hope this thing continues upwards and onwards absolutely thank you so much god bless and until the next time awkward silence Teach is seven hours ahead of us. So. I'm speaking to you from the future. Mm. <laughs>